0: Hi. Hi, Isabel. guys. I'm Igor. You're I'm Isabel. Isabel. You like how this is going, don't no, you? No, I
1: don't. I'm very unhappy. Can we start over?
0: Let's just keep going. Hi.
1: Hi. Welcome to Power Bottoms, where we explore the seedy underbelly of film, one movie at a time. Watching movies so that maybe you don't have to. Or maybe you do. We look at movies with really bad reputations that are generally considered very bad films, and then we discuss them and whether or not they deserve their bad reputations.
0: And by we, you mean you, Isabel, and I, Igor.
1: Yes, that's what I mean by we. That's who we are here at Power Bottoms. Your faithful hosts. Mm-hmm.
0: And this week we are discussing
1: Masters of the Universe,
0: a movie I hadn't heard of until you brought it up for us to watch for the Power Bottoms. And it's supposedly one of the worst movies ever made.
1: I find it a lot on various lists online decrying it as a terrible movie that suffered from bad production, that was made just to sell toys. And so I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it turned out to be.
0: Yes. So should we talk about our opinions of it now? The structure is a little wavy right now we have here.
1: I'm just going to get uh plot summary plot summary for those of you like Igor who had not heard of Masters of the Universe yes so this
0: that... is the movie um based on the He-Man uh, uh cartoon which might have also had Masters of the Universe in the title i'm not sure i think sure. it's called
1: He-Man Masters of the Universe
0: yes i feel i feel like it had alternate titles so really yes
1: i'm no he-man expert again igor grew up behind the You're iron no curtain Chris. i grew up in the far north of canada Both of us had different cultural experiences, I feel, than a lot of people from uh, North American cities. So neither one of us was familiar with the cartoon. Or the movie. Or the movie. The plot of the movie goes as follows. When the evil Skeletor finds a mysterious power called the Cosmic Key, he becomes nearly invincible. However, courageous warrior He-Man locates inventor Gwildor, who created the key and has another version of it. During a battle, one of the keys is transported to Earth where it is found by teenagers Julie and Kevin. Now both He-Man and Skeletor's forces arrive on Earth searching for the potent weapon.
0: And uh yeah, there is a description that tells you very little about what the movie actually is going to be like. So this movie uh just to explain it is this is going to be kind of my review and my explanation of what the movie is. So it's basically like a big uh it, it comes off as a big pastiche of like Star Wars and Conan the Barbarian and Flash Gordon all together, but without really having much of its own identity, which is its biggest flaw, I think. And I think it's ultimately it's like the, the main flaw, because I actually think a lot of the individual elements are, in it are actually... Like really well done. Like I mean, there's there's good art direction. There's like you know there's the designs are done by Mobius, which I didn't know until I the, the, so end of the credits. Some the credits, yeah. Yeah, but I thought like oh wow, these there's some really cool looking stuff here. There's good cinematography. There's like you know some quality actors in there. Uh, you know like there, there's a I mean a, a, actors that are quality for at least the roles that they have. You know like uh, these are very paper thin characters, like you know fitting for a morning Saturday, Saturday morning cartoon, which is I'm guessing what He Man was which we saw one episode after watching this uh, movie, and that's it is incomprehensible even more so than the movie, maybe. Um, the pacing in it was insane. Don't you think so? It was just going for after one thing. I felt like I got more story in a 20-minute episode of He-Man, the cartoon, than in an hour-and-a-half-long uh, Masters of the Universe. Um, <laughs> more things happened, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure more things happened. Yes. I, I also feel like just... When you look at He-Man the cartoon, which I again was completely unfamiliar with um yep. outside of various YouTube videos. Yeah. Um it, it's just so colorful. There's so many elements in it. There's so many just ridiculous characters. There's
0: There's so much so, absurdity. There's
1: so many like
0: they have, a villain, vibrant settings they have a villain named Skeletor. And they have, a, 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 like, He-Man has a side buddy that, like, his spin, his head uh, rotates around. He's called Many Faces or something like that. Or Multiple Faces. Multi-Face. Multi-Face. And, like, he seems to have different face for different, like, attitudes. And he looks like kind of a slightly larger uh, appendaged, you know, uh, what, what's his name? Um, Motor? Or Modoc. Modoc. Yeah. There's a
1: character who ha- his legs are springs and he springs around and at one point he head headbutts a giant rock into space that has the bad guys on it. Right.
0: So it's it's all this stuff and I feel like it's the movie actually it, it, one of its strengths is that it doesn't feel a need to um, translate everything from the cartoon into itself. So it it, it more or less kind of um, uh, takes the elements that it, it knows it could translate into you know like to the special effects that they can do and like would fit into a movie. And I feel like a lot of the designs are you know like. Like, they're not identical, but they're translated in a way that is actually, you know, a good representation of them in the film world. And all this stuff is good, but, like, that's ultimately the issue of it, is the fact that it doesn't seem to have the DNA of the cartoon itself, and it doesn't really seem to have its own idea of what the, uh, the its audience would want. So it, it wants to be Star Wars, it wants to be Flash Gordon. It wants to be, you know, like, any number of other, like... Uh, Blockbuster science fiction fantasy things, and it never arrives at its own thing. And I feel like it ultimately suffers the fate of serving multiple masters but satisfying none. Mm -hmm. It feels like
1: it was made by a committee.
0: It it, yeah, but but like all that said, I feel like there's a lot of movies that are made by committees where everyone like you know hard on it's kind of a hack, and everything about it just like very uh, feels very phoned in. This one is f- feels like people actually tried. Like there's there's good like designs. There's good like uh, um, you know sets. There's like whatever. Like all the stuff uh, stuff that actually seems quality. It's just that, like you watch it and the story just washes over you. You don't know what's going on. Like He Man is like barely distinct from any of his other compa- companions. He's like part of the ensemble and like the The owl like no, nothing really matters that much and and then, like there's zero investment in what's going on in the plot. I feel like that's the issue It's like I mean at the is,
1: end, I felt pretty checked out, not even by the end, I feel and, like by the midpoint yeah. when there' was forty minutes left, I felt like, eh, I don't care about this
0: and if you're a kid, i I have to imagine you like you might like like it more than an adult watching it, but like I feel like it still doesn't have that frenetic pace of the, the cartoon that captured all the kids' imaginations at the time. And it's just like because it is it, it trying too much to be like those other uh, phenomena for of the young adults, like you know, Star Wars. And I
1: understand that a uh, um, motion like a, a movie, a feature film, can't have someone like Prince Aaron, who is He Man's what do you call it? His alter ego, I guess. He wears you know a white vest, a pink shirt, and tights. And you couldn't really put that on someone, you couldn't really put it on Dolph Lundgren and expect him to be taken seriously. There would be things he would have to tweak, but I feel like there were so many things visually in the cartoon that were interesting and unique and they weren't taken advantage of. And you said it's but the movie's strength that they don't, that they sort of pick and choose what they take from the cartoon, but the makers of this film had never seen the cartoon. They'd only seen the toys.
0: Um, you know, like that's what they say. I say. I'm sure they were uh, at least partially aware. I mean, I, I'm guessing like. For, for I'm sure m- they knew
1: that the cartoon existed. I saw a bit of
0: the cartoon, and it was just like incomprehensible to me. Like, it feels like it, it is made for the weird pl- plasticity of mind that children have that I just don't have anymore. <laughs> and it's just like I could not follow what's going on, and all the scenes are just like constantly like you know like switching back and forth between all these at one point
1: i turned to igor and i was like remember Igor, this is the 80s everyone who made this is on cocaine and he was like yeah i can understand that a lot more now i don't know i felt like i got the cartoon maybe i still have a child's plastic brain um i i could follow what was going on it was pretty fast-paced but i enjoyed that about it i also um
0: no, I think that probably worked that, better because I feel like then it has somewhat of an identity. Like mm-hmm. here, like I feel, it's like, more the, distinct as I feel thing. like this is the movie that like uh, it, it commits the cardinal sin of being the actual bad mo- kind, kind of movie that like isn't talked about because I feel like the real bad movies are the ones that don't get talked about, which mm-hmm. is like the ones that are just kind of boring. Yeah,
1: like it, neither one of us heard of this. One heard has of this one has some good
0: design, but just uh, that can only get you so far. And then because the actual story of anything going on, just and
1: the actual design borrows so much zero. from other things that did it better. Yeah. then we're not going to be talking about it.
0: it it borrowed a lot, but it had some of its own kind of takes on it, but not enough to actually transcend, like, like, none of the, uh, anything anyone did there was enough to transcend the fact that, like, none of it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. None of it is interesting.
1: I am... I felt like they could have done more with the characters that they were given just in terms of giving them personalities. I mean, in the cartoon uh, th-
0: th- that's that's the real failing I think is the story. So like this writer, like ultimately maybe should have or the director should have had like given more time, you know, the I feel like whoever was writing this movie way. was
1: more preoccupied with the with the structure of the plot. Yeah. Like okay, and then we hit this mark and then there's this and like there's this beat and this beat and this beat and then it ends as opposed to trying to figure out what would make the characters distinct yeah. and individual. He-Man was just sort of like a, a bumbling, not bumbling, but I mean, he said maybe two things. I i was trying to listen for Dolph Lundgren's accent, which I, I've read about this movie that he had a very strong Swedish accent and the director wanted to dub over all his lines. But Dolph says maybe five things. He says movie. more than
0: that. But, but yeah, he, he's definitely not what you expect out of a the main character in a, you know, like a TV show, Mm -hmm. like an adaptation of that, like.
1: And He-Man in the cartoon is Prince Aaron, who gets his superpowers when he holds up his sword and says, by the power of Greyskull, which is something that I feel is very central to the whole He-Man brand and something that kids um, really grabbed onto the guy who played Skeletor. He said that his, he took the part because his son loved He-Man and his son would run around the house going by the powers of Skull And the fact that they didn't include that in the movie at all, there was never a moment where he holds up his sword and goes by the powers of Skull, I think is a missed opportunity on their part. Mm-hmm. And they also could have played with the fact that you've got this guy who on the one hand, he's this hulking muscle man Conan the Barbarian style dude who always has his pecs flexed, like always.
0: Really cut guy.
1: And, yeah, Igor was admiring him all throughout the film. I was.
0: I wish I was Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) I wish I could go to MIT and not drip out like that jerk did.
1: (laughs) And then he's also this guy named Prince Adam who's a little bit nerdy. Just the way he talks and the fact that he's wearing this bright pink shirt. What I got from the cartoon was there's definitely this dichotomy in his character there, which could have been played up in a movie for a really interesting effect, and they just there was no Prince Aaron at all. It was just all... Barbarian style. Also, I didn't know that, watching watching the movie, that He-Man lives in Castle Greyskull because we're introduced to Castle Greyskull after Skeletor invades it and has taken it over. Mm-hmm. But I was unclear about whether he was returning to his, like Skeletor was returning to his fortress or
0: I what, what was you. happening. Did you did sure. you
1: get the impression that He-Man lived in Ca- Castle Greyskull?
0: Absolutely not. Yeah. To me, was, he's a guy who just appeared, and then he, he teamed up with some other buddies that had, like, he's this guy who seems to be, like, um, you know, like a cave warrior, caveman king or something like that, kind of kind of a stature oh, you got about him.
1: You got, it came across that he was sort of royalty.
0: I, uh, yes, it did come across. He wasn't just a regular caveman. Like, he didn't have like a weird like leopard loincloth or something. He seemed like he had a regal like uh, you know whatever little outfit he had. And but then he teamed up with these guys. It's this weird mishmash, right? Like his Star Wars, but also like his, like Lord of the Rings kind of thing. There's like a little hobbity kind of guy who takes you into their little in his little like a uh, mm-hmm. uh, hut in this in his like uh, you know little meadow house, and. Everything all... It's a weird mishmash. So he teams up with these sci-fi people, but there's also this weird Hobbit guy. And then they go back to the... You know, they get transported to Earth. And, you know, stuff happens with Courtney Cox and her boyfriend. And... You think there'd be more things to do there, and yet everyone is very like acts like everything's innocuous and all it makes sense. Like you know, like he man never like wonders what what is this? What are these surroundings around me? Yeah, like, they never is? feel
1: baffled by Earth at None all. None of it. They not, immediately yeah. start eating fried chicken. The only thing they're baffled by is that like
0: the, when they're eating ribs and they're eating like the, how did they get food on these little white you know pieces of you know like white sticks? And they're like, oh, it's, it's you know, it's these are those are ribs. They're like, oh, and then they never go back to it. And, like, there you go. That's their acclimation to uh, life on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, like I said, like, generally, like, I feel like I was impressed by the designs and things like this. And every once in a while, I'd be like, okay, that's a cool thing. Reptile Man, that's a cool way to interpret the Reptile Man. Like, I mean, like, Mortal Kombat, for example, a movie I loved as a kid. The Reptile there... Barely distinct from any other, other ninjas they have there, right? Like, but this one actually, uh, I mean, in the cartoon, it's just a really, like, it, it is like just like a giant reptile. It's like, sort of like humanoid with a, in a shield and like whatever. Uh, this one actually designed, like, an outfit for it. There's, like, uh, it has a cool little prosthetic blow-up thing in its neck so it can breathe like a weird reptile. Like that's, yeah, that's the, the actor had a straw that connected flare. that they would yeah. blow
1: into and then the neck would balloon out in a Yeah, we really both cool, read that in the movie trivia movie. and,
0: like, apparently that was what they were doing. And then there's, like, a... You know, you, you can always point to any design where it's, where it's kind of cribbing it from, but it's also kind of combined with something else. So there's like a creature, the beast something, uh, beast man or something. It's like a Wookiee, but it's wearing like samurai armor. And it's like a big combination of things. So it's kind of like little, little things to intrigue you. But it's all in service of like this inane story that like you just, you just can't care about. And that's, that's the sad part. Yeah. That's what I was upset about. It's just like, when, when we begin watching something, I'm like, this isn't going to be a power of This is just going to be one of those movies that we, you know, like somehow slip through the cracks that we'll watch and we'll enjoy. And by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is not good.
1: Yeah. I was thinking that maybe most of the backlash against it came because it deviated so far from the cartoon. And people were upset by that because in the cartoon, He-Man has a, a pet named Battle Cat who is... This, like, scaredy cat, this giant green tiger who's really, really scared most of the time. But then when human oh, man goes, by the him. power of Skull, then Battle Cat transforms into, like, literally Battle Cat. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's, I know why they did not include this character. Because they had a budget. And the time this was made, technology was not so far advanced that they could create this thing. Um, but to me, to they're me, to also me characters, the like... There's the character.
0: To me, the argument that like it's not good because it isn't like the cartoon holds very little water. It
1: does. And so I was prepared to say, okay, I can understand why this is on a bunch of you know bottom 100 lists because people feel precious about the cartoon. But if you watch it without thinking about the cartoon, maybe it's a good movie. And then I towards the end of it, I was like, yeah, this isn't a great movie. It's not even like they had the cartoon as this jumping off point and then created this super interesting other film that was neither the cartoon nor anything else. It was like they ripped off the cartoon and then they created something that was just a mire of everything else that was out there at the time.
0: Agreed. All right. So what what's the trivia you have over there? I'm seeing you're looking some stuff up.
1: Yeah, so is there anything to entice some, us? There is some trivia. I feel like most movies that we look at that were bad, you'll will find out that they had budget issues. And this movie did indeed have budget issues. I think three days before they were scheduled to end filming, the studio told them, like they pulled the plug on the project entirely. And
0: before they were scheduled to start filming or end filming?
1: End filming. They had done almost all the filming, mm-hmm. filmed almost all of the climactic scenes, everything, mm-hmm. and then the studio just pulled the plug. I can't... I don't know why exactly they pulled the plug. That's um, a
0: crazy time to pull the plug in a movie.
1: Yeah, I know. You've already invested all this money in it and created all this stuff. And
0: hmm.
1: then then they just ended it.
0: Are these user submitted or are these like industry approved? Well, I, I've heard yeah? this
1: a lot when researching this movie. And this was one of the two things that came up most frequently mm-hmm. uh, when I found it on lists of terrible movies. And... So they had then five, something crazy like five months passed and then the studio was like, okay, you can finish your movie. And so they had to film the the final battle scene and the final confrontation at Castle Grayskull, Mm -hmm. which should be, I guess, the most high budget and carefully labored over scenes of any movie, Uh, particularly this one where... um, the The final scene takes place in a, another set that's really elaborate. Actually, at that point, it was the largest soundstage in Hollywood.
0: Wow! At so, the time, okay, so they still did it. Put a lot of money into it.
1: Well, I mean, they'd used that soundstage before for right. other scenes, so like they they had it, but um.
0: But they went for it at the beginning, at yeah. least, So you could tell. So yeah. they
1: really had to rush the final scene. They had to rush it along, and yeah. they at that point were over budget. Another thing that you'll find. As a criticism of this movie is that it was sponsored by Mattel and it was based not on the cartoon but on the action the toys. figures. Yeah. So it was sort of a bait and switch. A lot... I mean, I can imagine that a lot of kids went to this movie thinking, ah, I love the cartoon and then it was nothing like the cartoon. It was actually based on the toys. So I can understand how they would be a little upset. Um,
0: kids and, love cartoons based on toys. Please. They, Transformers. They do, what do you think Transformers is? I mean... Is?
1: He-Man the cartoon was a cartoon based on toys and then the movie
0: based on a different line of toys. So different
1: from the same line of toys, but different. I mean, we we've seen the cartoon and we've seen the movie and we know that they're different.
0: Yeah, very different points of view.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's like we you know, we we watched Flash Gordon and didn't finish it. Didn't I think finish we it. got no, bored. We we it. got bored of it, too. And um this one seemed like it was trying to be that, but like it wasn't just that it diluted itself too much by trying to do other things as well, so it's just even more boring than that.
1: Mm-hmm. This movie...
0: Even though both have really good things going for them. Um, Although this one didn't have Queen soundtrack, which I, I, I have to say, that would have actually increased my interest in this movie a lot, if they got Queen to do this. Somehow I feel like that might have been even more appropriate for Queen to do, like a Masters of the Universe soundtrack. That would have been cool.
1: Yeah, Masters of the Universe is very... the cartoon... Is one of the most flamboyant things I've ever seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, probably actually, you know, Flash Gordon probably more flamboyant. Really? So it's, it's probably more. Appropriate the cartoon for them. was
1: just like colorful and. Oh, the cartoon. No, no, I mean yeah. the movie. The movie. Oh yeah, no, the movie to me felt almost like it was more dirt colored and dry. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I felt like it was reluctantly colorful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, the original idea was to have the film set on Eternia throughout and be much more faithful to the cartoon, but since the first draft of the script was written to have it set on Earth. Uh, it was to reduce the number of sets and strange creatures that they would have to create mm-hmm. makes sense so, to me yeah um, they took the shortcut and had it set on earth, which i mean, again maybe not I'd not, be fine not the issue, that.
0: not an issue except for the just except for the execution which was poor
1: yeah. they didn 't i mean I like the fish out of water idea of these fan, like fantastical creatures coming from another coming from another world and See, Reptile
0: Earth- Man was great. That's my thing. That's, my, that's if there's one thing I can uh, and he's the one who died change early. Change people's opinion on is Reptile Man was pretty good. We, need to, we Man- need to reconsider our opinion on Reptile Man. Reptile from Man
1: is the only. He's not called nervous. Reptile Man. What's he called? He's called like Sorrowed or something. And he's the only named character to die. And I think the director went on record wow. later on as saying that he regretted killing off that character because he was such a fun character. Yeah, he should be mm-hmm. You're doing it?
0: What did this guy go on to do? What did this director go on to do? Oh, I don't know. Or what did he do before? Let's look him up.
1: Okay, but first I want to read this thing. In a deleted scene, Kevin Corrigan, who's one of the Earth kids who finds this cosmic key, is actually seated alone in pizzeria and is testing out the cosmic key. When he pushes a button, the key plays a musical melody, and the cups, plates, and pizzas around the pizzeria all float through the air. When the musical melody stops playing, the pizza slices, cups, and plates all crash to the ground, and in response, Kevin says, Radical.
0: If only they put that into the movie.
1: <laughs> to me, that just seems like the most 80s idea of what a cool kid scene is.
0: That uh, I mean, if I was in the 80s and I was a kid, I would, I, I would see that, then I'd be like, yeah, man, let's <laughs> get some pizza. It's radical. Pizza's radical, Mom. Get me some pizza. <laughs> Ninja Turtles are nothing to me now. <laughs> man, that's it. And Get me some pizza, Mom.
1: Gary Goddard also tried to dedicate the film to Jack Kirby, the comic mm-hmm. book artist, but the studio took the credit out.
0: Well, you know, let's uh, let's take this moment to pour one out for directors who don't get to have final cut these days. Mm-hmm.
1: Saurod was the name of the Lizard Man. Sourad. Mm-hmm. Also...
0: Another influence of, you know, like, showing of uh, Lord of the Rings in this movie.
1: Also, one of the things that uh, Igor took umbrage with was the name He-Man, which yes. he thinks is... Absurd. Than... <laughs> Let's
0: admit it, it's absur- an, an absurd name for a character.
1: <laughs> and I pointed out that probably uh, my image of how this name got created, like what I think of, is just a bunch of, against like the 80s, so like a bunch of white dudes in a boardroom, and they're all just like. Why sl- are they
0: white, Isabelle? Huh? Do they have to be 80s. white? Because they're all dusted up in, in coke, is what you're saying. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs>
1: And they're all just like slamming their fists on a boardroom table and chanting men, men, men. As a guy, he,
0: like, and uh, the, the and, other, and other then, side of the table is like, he, he. <laughs> he.
1: No, they're just, telling, ones are just
0: like, wait a second.
1: Okay, this is what I'm thinking in my mind. Don't impinge on my imagination, Igor. Why not? And just some guy is at the head of the boardroom and he's on a whiteboard and he's just circling the word he man over and over again. <laughs>
0: And everyone finally looks over like, eventually it's scratching. It's like he's using chalk and eventually everyone notices like the scratchy sound of the chalk on the board. And he's like Alec Baldwin from Glengarry Glen Ross. He like, they're like, who are you? He's like, fuck you. That's who I am. Lord, He-Man. <laughs> Eagle has
1: usurped my
0: Your fantasy has fantasy become my of... fantasy <laughs> and it's <has> become upgraded <laughs> to something much better.
1: Uh, oh, man. But that... Um, ties in pretty nicely with a little anecdote about Dolph Lundgren when he was getting his costume fittings. The costume designer called, who was it? Uh, the costume designer put in a call to, I think it was one of the producers, and, um, and she said, listen, everyone has okayed these tall boots for Dolph to wear, but Dolph is insisting on wearing these short boots. And he won't change it into the long boots. And I don't know what to do.
0: Was he, like, and, already... Did he have enough clout to, like, demand things of the movie at this point? Uh,
1: I don't know. What are you looking up? Look up Dolph I'm trying Lundgren. to look
0: up the movie itself. So I want to see what the direction okay. is. Uh,
1: whichever one of us is done with our phone first, because right now I'm reading off of mine. Uh, actually, no, I'm not. This is from memory. I can just... Uh, I can look up Dolph Lundgren. But I assume he did, and... Uh, so she didn't know what to do, and the producer came <laughs> Long over. Story short, the producer came over to look, and uh, so he said hi to Dolph. Looked at the boots. He told Dolph that the boots looked great, and he he loved the short boots. But he just mentioned that they, he was like, I love them, fantastic. They just mm, they look a little effeminate. And as soon as he said that, Dolph took the boots off immediately and changed into the tall boots. And I think that's so fitting. For a guy who's playing a character called He-Man.
0: He can't tolerate even 1% of uh, femininity in his character. Yeah. Which, I mean that about Dolph Lundgren, but also for He-Man.
1: Okay, so I'm trying to find... uh, Well, he was in Rocky IV, but was that before or after?
0: Okay, uh, so Gary Goddard, the the director of this film. He's only 61, so in 87... Holy moly! He was like in his thirties, early thirties, I think, when he was yeah, making this movie. So a pretty early job for him. And he began in theater, and then he worked in film. And so here's his filmography. He okay, his filmography uh, is really poorly done on Wikipedia. <laughs>
1: so There's I'm looking Monster
0: up... Plankton, whoa, Dark Ride, and Jurassic Park: The Ride. Terminator Two, three d 3D, 3D film. So these seems So to he
1: designed rides?
0: Oh, he did, yeah, so he, it seems like he did only rides and then the very last one is Masters of the Universe and th- <laughs> none of them have links. Even Masters of the Universe doesn't doesn't have a link and that was the last thing he did of films. Oh man. Holy
1: this f- is the film that ended Gary Goddard's career.
0: Unfairly. I feel like the, he could it have was, ha- yeah, it wasn't He, he bad could have had more ever. to offer. I feel like it he gets- Possibly by doing movies that are rides, which you know, like are meant to be kind of stupid. I feel like he may maybe had his perspective skewed a little bit on what what he was supposed to aim for. I feel like he he had more in him, you know.
1: Hmm. So Dolph Masters of the Universe is his third film. Before that, he'd done Rocky Four and A View to Kill. Hmm. So.
0: So he was hotshot back then. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. He was the up-and-coming action he was scene. He like, I didn't
0: leave MIT for this, for these tall boots. <laughs> <laughs> MIT engineered these short boots for maximum efficiency of movement. But I designed they feminine, them no. myself. <laughs> are they, they're feminine. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, missed, I made an error in my calculations.
1: <laughs> I didn't notice his boots at all. In I the film. don't know. It, I it did, did not, not register to me at all. Same here. A piece of trivia that you might know, if you are familiar with this film and its trivia is that Mattel sponsored a contest saying that whoever won the contest would get a role in the film. Um, And the guy who won, like the young boy who won, uh, was relegated to playing the part of Pig Boy. His face was completely obscured by a pig mask, and he has a two-second blip on the screen as he hands Skeletor, his staff, and neither Igor nor I noticed him when we saw the film, even though i was looking for him
0: i noticed him in the credits he was the very last person listed in the cast and i was like wait who's big boy which one is that and and you were like i knew about him i did not see him the whole movie mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Poor pig boy. Poor
0: pig boy. Whose
1: name I knew, and now I. But don't. I
0: feel like this is the way those contests usually go. Is like hey, you're gonna be in this thing, and then like the thing you're gonna you're just, do, you're barely you're facing the crowd. You're not very good at it, and they're just like, "Well, we need to just shove you as much to the side as we possibly can," with you know, while still like contractually <laughs> filling the contractual obligations of whatever uh, contest we had.
1: Exactly. Hey, exactly.
0: Don't be pig boy.
1: Is the life lesson here? Is li- I think
0: that's the one I'm taking away from this movie. Yeah. okay don't do it in um the Lord of the Flies and don't do it in this movie
1: for me, I feel like this movie uh maybe gets too much hate than what it's really owed. It's not that bad a movie, but it commits the two cardinal sins of movies from an audience perspective it's a little boring, and from a studio perspective, it made no money yes, so yeah not a not a great movie it's not as bad as Lawnmower man in terms of just offensiveness and you know, just it's being hard bad. to really
0: think about many things that, that would be as bad as *Longmorn*. But
1: it also depends on sort of the semantics of what you mean by bad.
0: Exactly, it's it's kind of really hard to narrow down what you mean by bad.
1: Mm-hmm. It was not su- it was not successful as a film because it was like, it was also mean, forgettable. When you say
0: bad, do you mean boring? Do you when you say bad, do you mean exactly? Like, there's you know you can see the strings when this monster is dancing on the screen like. Mm-hmm.
1: I tend to be more forgiving of strings on screen because same here. I'd, I don't like being technologically snobby yeah. Yeah. about movies. To me, it's about, you know, plot and character. And for, me it's cra- it engaging d- and for me, it's
0: about the decisions, not the limitations, you know. Like exactly. The, 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 you know, um, but, yeah. And, for, yes, for me, like, the idea that this movie would be on the list of worst movies ever is absurd. For me, the only yep. reason it's it might be on them movie is because it is so middling because it, and no, it's that like no one really went to see it, and I'm guessing a lot of people... Have the idea that it's so bad because it's probably and they probably the hear things
1: like, "Oh, it's not actually based off the cartoon; it's based off of a line of toys."
0: Which you know, like
1: movies don't do that unless all the time. you unless just, you
0: really you you only want the kids to go see it. You probably don't want to miss it on the cartoon. I mean, you want to make of it the Caribbean else.
1: was based off of a ride. And, if, if, and it was good. If it went poorly, people would be talking about, "Oh, that movie is so bad because exactly. believe it's based off of a ride." Yeah. But if it was good, so it didn't get good reviews
0: either. Like that one. Better than this one, but like that one didn't get like really? raving reviews. No, it didn't.
1: Wasn't it reviewed pretty well?
0: The first one maybe decently. Definitely the second two did not.
1: Oh, I, I haven't even bothered with this. I think number two is pretty like good. Garbage.
0: Three, I think, was uh, is in you know, abhorrent garbage, but uh, two was pretty good.
1: All right. So, how many lawnmowers would you give this movie?
0: This movie. Um, is is more lawnmowers like implying that I liked it more or that I liked it less? The
1: more lawnmowers is the worse. Lawnmower Man is a hundred lawnmowers. But that, which
0: one did I do like do I enjoy more or less lawnmowers?
1: If a movie is good, it has zero lawnmowers. If a movie is bad, it has more lawnmowers. Okay.
0: Uh, five lawnmowers.
1: Five lawnmowers?
0: Yeah. It's in the exactly middle of the road.
1: I was gonna say fifty lawnmowers because it's so dead center.
0: Oh, out of a hundred? Yeah. Oh, okay, fifty then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're both in agreement there.
1: Mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe.
0: 50 lawnmowers. And f- minus 50 lawnmowers. If Always. you feel like
1: watching yeah. it, um, I mean, I'm not going to advise you against watching it as strongly as I would say Lawnmower Man, but watch the cartoon instead. It's more entertaining and the pace is faster and more stuff happens. I would say more don't
0: watch this movie unless you have a specific curiosity about what they did with it. Because I think again like there's there's some good bits designs so, like as long as you're not watching it for to, to like for the complete package, there's bits and pieces for you to take away from it that are cool, but like also, y- if you're watching for something that's so bad it's good no. there's a, there's a few moments there where, like, Really? I like don't Carl or something you know like
1: well Igor and I were able to we found some, some craft moments that an are inside of, joke yeah. based off of a yeah so if character. you if you're
0: watching it with someone who like, you guys can rive off of the movie this could be a decent movie for that. But it's not super its meaty own. in that regard, though. No, it's not. But it's not it's not the worst chase in the world. But like generally, it's it's so middle of the road that you you might as well avoid it unless you have a specific interest in it already. Mm-hmm. Definitely not recommending you go out to do it if you have already not don't have an interest in it.
1: If you're familiar with the cartoon, you like the cartoon, don't watch this movie. It'll just make you disappointed. And it will make you want to
0: throw out your entire He-Man toy collection. And
1: if you know. Nothing about the cartoon, and you want to know more about He-Man in general. Don't watch this movie because it's not the re- it's not the real He-Man.
0: Yeah, just watch and Flash Gordon, watch Lord of the Rings, watch Star Wars, and
1: watch Conan maybe all Rian. at the same time. And oh, maybe you know, if
0: you blend your eyes together and like all the screens combine, maybe you will actually see a better He-Man than there ever was. And maybe Conan in there also. Maybe four things at the same time would be good.
1: I also said Conan.
0: Well, I didn't. But now I did.
1: So there you go. I'm confirming this. We're all, we're all square.
0: You look so sad.
1: I look sad. You look sad because you didn't, didn't hear me when Conan. I said Conan. You never pay attention to me.
0: Oh, oh look! Look at the time. We have to go.
1: <laughs> Are we gonna do drinking games?
0: Um, I really don't have a drinking game for this one. No. Do you have a drinking game for this one? Uh, I feel like we should do a drinking game. Maybe when they, things particular things stand out. I don't know. If there's anything that particular that like was happening all the time.
1: Maybe uh, drink for yeah. That's the thing. There's nothing. I, there's nothing characteristic with this movie that I can think. Oh, here's a funny thing you can make a drinking game out of.
0: It just kind of washes over you, and mm-hmm. then you're like left wondering what, what just happened.
1: No, and not even He-Man. that. You're just left being like, oh, okay, I guess that happened. Time to move on with my life.
0: Yeah. Which is kind of, for me, is the quintessential thing of, like, what just happened? Because, like, I did have very little opinion on anything <laughs> that just happened. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. It's so hard when you encounter something that you just it's can't so form an opinion on.
0: A lot of the times, like, the uh, critics, they do say, it. usually it's, it's the reviews that are in the middle that are the hardest to write because, like, how do you describe it? Because the ones that are, like, great, you know how to describe it. Okay? They mm-hmm. Use all the superlatives. When so when something's crappy, it's, it just flows out of you. Mm-hmm. The ones that are in the middle are really difficult to describe and I think that's kind of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe exactly. It's hard to describe and it's also hard to fit into your when mind. When you find yourself getting
1: to... bored and nodding off, take a drink.
0: If you want to. Because I found myself fighting sleep or, a couple enjoy times. Please enjoy or later. don't enjoy it responsibly because um, whichever way you'll take it, you may or may not. You'll you either drink nothing or you'll drink way too much. Or if you like me, you'll drink just the right amount. And then you'll find a beautiful cat village and a abandoned. Oh, wait, we shouldn't talk about that part. Maybe that's, maybe that's a story for another episode. Igor is rambling. I am rambling. So should we wrap this up? Let's wrap this Let's up. Let's wrap this up. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another edition of uh, Power Bottoms.
1: Again, I'm Isabel.
0: And I'm Igor, signing off. Toodaloo, everyone.
1: Igor just saluted me.
0: No, I didn't.